Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Friday. It is October 2nd, 2015. Okay. Uh, Today we are reading from the big book and the forward to the second edition, and we are on page XIX. And, we're, and that is beginning as we discovered. Um, today's readers are for the 12 steps, is Sarah W. For the 12 traditions is Laura W. Hmm. And the readers of the text will be Chelsea H., Iris G., and Chrissy M. Okay, the share ID. The four-digit number for yesterday, which is Thursday, October 1st, 2015, is 8041. That's 8041. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sarah W. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. My name is Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable, Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you for allowing me to do service in my path. Thank you so much, Sarah W. I will now ask Laura W. to please read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning, everyone. This is Laura W., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Anorexic in South Jersey. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. And thank you again, Laura W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XIX, beginning with that first paragraph as we discovered. So I will now ask Chelsea H. to please start reading. Begin reading. Thank you, Janice, and thanks for your service. I'm Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. As we discovered the principles by which the individual alcoholic could live, so we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. 
It was thought that no alcoholic man or woman could be excluded from our society, that our leaders might serve but not govern, that each group was to be autonomous and there was to be no professional class of therapy. There were to be no fees or dues or expenses where were to, to, met, to be met by our own voluntary contributions. There was to be the least possible organization, even in our service centers. Our public relations were to be based upon attraction rather than promotion. It was decided that all members ought to be anonymous at the level of press, radio, TV, and films. And in no circumstances should we give endorsements, make alliances, or enter public controversies. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, which are stated in full on page 561 of this book. Though, though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become so widely accepted by 1950 that they were confirmed by our international conference held at Cleveland. Today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. And I'm still Chelsea, and I'm grateful to be here um, on the line this morning. So this part of the um, text here lays out our um, traditions for the fellowship. Um, we have the steps for the alcoholic and to, for us to get right, and we need the traditions to keep the fellowship together. And its primary purpose is so that it can function effectively. For the same reason, we need to make sure that how, what are we function effectively with? For me, am I carrying the message? Am I carrying the message that the uh, big book has? As I continue to study, I, um, I heard, you know, we talk about Joe and Charlie on this line, and one of the things that they talk about was how in 39 the fellowship and the book mirrored each other. Now um, it's, it's askewed because all of the discussions, discussion meetings and people just basically um, focusing on the problem, the problem, the problem. We have so many meetings, with, even in OA particularly, that focus on the problem and discussions and how I'm feeling today and what's going down with my kids and this, this, and that. A newcomer come in and they're bewildered. You know, what, is this what OA is? You know, and they're pretty much run out screaming. I, I can't be in here telling all this stuff about myself. I, I want to stop eating. So my um, question and challenge for myself, as I practice the t t first tradition of unity, that each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is just a small part of a great whole, what message am I carrying? Is it an effective message? Is it helping the group as a whole be effective? And am I going to meetings that I am complaining about not being right so that I can bring the message of hope and possibility? Because that, at the end of the day, this message, we try to carry this message, it says, and practice these principles in all our affairs. Trying, as we discovered, it's a we program, but the program itself on a whole, on a whole, are filled with individual members, and each member has a responsibility to carry this message. So I guess I ask myself, am I, functioning, am I carrying a message that will help OA function effectively so that when a newcomer comes in, they hear the solution and not be mired in the problem that they're coming in with to begin with. And that this way the hope and possibility is there on display no matter what meeting you go into. If you're there and you're carrying that message, then there is hope for the newcomer. So thanks for letting me share. And with that, I pass. 
And thank you so much. Charles Charles H. from New York. Who would like to? um... (laughs) Okay, good morning to you, Charles. We have Charles would like to share. Charles H. Larry. Larry. Then we have Larry. I I didn't hear who was after Larry. Matt M. Matt M. Okay, one more. Anybody else? All right. Charles H., you are up. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service, um, your continued service. Charles H., a recovered visionary just for today. And, wow, the traditions is here. I see one, I see two, I see four, I see ten. As a newcomer um, going to conventions, I'm pretty sure I broke ten. And and I was wondering why these people going crazy because I, you know, flashed and took pictures and videos and, and they may have been in there. I get it now. I understand, and I and I need to make you know. And as I go to my Region Six um, convention one week prior to the vision, I need to make some amends, and I and I will. Um, I didn't understand all this stuff before. I'm like, you know, and, and but you know what? Like when when I get that when I get that deeper spirituality, that that deeper conscience. Um, me, I'm gonna come at it from a different end. I'm not knocking. I'm I'm not knocking those meetings. Cause you know what, in the, in the beginning it was it was it was therapy for me. The only thing that was missing was the leather chair, and and the person um, with the with the expensive glasses and and having their feet folded. Uh, you know I'm I'm you know I'm joking, but I'm just saying. Uh, tradition four says each group is autonomous. Um, and, and I and I've heard in my travels in my in because I'm a newcomer, it's somewhat every day a guy wakes me up. I'm a newcomer because I'm a, hopefully I learn something new. Um, that. You know, each group is autonomous. So, you know, um, that's that's what I mean. Like, it means some groups uh, do this and some groups do that. The primary purpose is to carry the message. I've heard, like I said, I've heard that a lot of people are not ready for the big book because it's straight, it's direct, it's basic, and it's the truth. And I could identify in with not being ready to, to, to hear the truth. I wanted to be able to eat 12 Waffles with uh, sugar-free uh, um, syrup, and, and 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 talk to people about it, and, and have them identify it. I wasn't ready for the truth. The truth remains. I didn't want to give up my binge food, so I wasn't ready. Um, and today, knowing that this is the prescription, this is the, the truth. I don't go around big book dumping nobody and none of that. I do share. In my three minutes, I do talk about the solution to the program of action. However, I don't force it down nobody's throat, um, and I, you know, and things like that. And, and it's about attraction rather than promotion. Um, so people, you know, call and I go to different. I do go to different meetings, and I do want to carry a message. However, I don't carry itself righteously because that, to me, in my humble opinion, it's not attractive doing that. And with that, I pass. Thanks for lot. Well, thank you, Charles H. Okay, Larry, good morning. You're up. Hey, Janice, good morning. Larry uh, Larry K., recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. It's raining men. Um, here we go. So uh, anyway, um, you know, when I, you know, traditions and principles, boring. You know, when I came into the meetings uh, first, I didn't want to hear about traditions and principles i mean if if we were reading about that boy i just kind of shut down you know give me the 
you know, let's get to the sad stories of binging and tell me about how fat you used to be and how you were magically transformed from, you know, 400 pounds to a normal size. Tell me about the specifics of the diet you're on. You know, I want to know exactly what you're eating because I want to do what you're doing. See, I framed everything from my tired, old, unmanageable perceptions. And I was blinded by a closed mind. I was, I was stuck in that, that merry-go-round of everlasting ignorance. So principles, I had none. You know, traditions I didn't care about. But, you know, you fast forward to October 2nd, 2015, and by the grace of God and this practical program of action, I've been restored to sanity. You know, my mind has been reshaped in a way where I know that our traditions matter. And our traditions represent a, a critical piece of OA's culture. They, they help form the, the structure and the foundation of our society. They remind us that we're part of a history that defines our past. And, you know, it's something that, that, that shapes who we are today and who we're likely to become. So, you know, I know today, you know, once we ignore the meaning of our traditions, this thing that we're a part of, which, which pulled me from the quicksand, I mean, I was dying. You know, this thing is in danger of crumbling. And I, I read recently about, I was reading something about the fall of various civilizations throughout history, which informed me about traditions. And one of the main reasons given was the loss of fundamental traditions. And, and thank God, you know, for our traditions today, uh, because we have these, they're the underpinning of the society. And you know, why it matters to me today. It didn't matter to me when I came in because all I wanted to do was be thin. That's it, man. I wanted to be thin and uh, I, I wanted my life to be a bit more manageable. And of course, it would be more manageable if I'm thin. So I thought. I didn't want to change. I didn't want to have a spiritual awakening. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to put the food down and fit into my clothes and, and go on, you know, with my life. But today, I want this program to be around 100 years from now, 200 years from now. So thank God for this program and for this meeting. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Larry. Okay, Matt M., you're up. Hi, good morning, fellow visionaries. I thought that was Janice. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Um, Matt M., a grateful recovering compulsive overeater just for today. Yeah, these 12 traditions, they may seem like to newcomers very boring. I'm like, why do we have these? But you know what? It all puts the first thing out there, unity. You know, it is unity of strength, and but it's weakness. Because we all come in here crawling in on our hands and knees, some, most of us. Some of us, like some people said before, are not really true compulsive eaters, but they definitely get what they need. Uh, the traditions, of, I recommend anybody read the long form of the traditions because they're much more descriptive than how exactly they, they, they use it. And it says, Tradition 3, our membership ought to include all who suffer from compulsive overeating. Hence, we refuse none who wish to recover. And, um, and we can't depend on any outside resources, you know. Um, unfortunately, OA, unlike other fellowships, fellowships is suffering from fracturing. There's all different um, uh, meetings that deal with food plans and, and um, other ways of doing the 12 steps. And then there's big book thumpers. And, you know, it's, it's the unity, I think, which is suffering. And, we all have to do our part, you know, to keep the, keep the program healthy and the fellowship healthy. Myself, I call newcomers every day to let them know that I care about them. So I welcome to the program. I said, whether or not you stay, I just want to let you know I care about you and I love you as a fellow human being and a fellow member. Because 
people need to hear that. They, and, and I know people come in. When I came in, I was looking for the perfect diet, and I was also a little alone. I was looking for people to, uh, to understand and recognize that I was suffering. But you know what? I also realized that for me to, for me to stay, the message had to have depth and weight. If I was just looking, if I just found what I was looking for, the perfect diet or the perfect um, uh, sponsor, I never would have stayed. You know, um, I'm, I, was, I was spiritually hungry. That's what I was ready for. The food was trying to fill up that hole inside of me that I couldn't fill with. I, I couldn't fill with enough of McDonald's french fries, a whole truckload. You know, uh, and, and for me, um, to recognize that fact in others, when I see that, that spark of uh, someone, I heard someone share tombstones in someone else's eyes, that I see somebody at my low bottom, I say, listen, you know, I sometimes have to lead, you know, to help them with the weight loss because, you know, losing almost that, that big a section amount of weight, it's changed my life, but you know what, I've losing them, I lost the weight between my ears. And that's what I want to share with people. Once they identify, oh, wow, as soon as I hear that from them, then I jump in because you can't just come out and sell them right away. It's a spiritual program of action. If I heard that the first time coming, I would have ran for the bills. You know, they have to be able to identify it on their own terms, and they have to understand this is a 12-step program. But unless they identify in first, you can't come at them with that right away. So I, when I approach people, and it's been successful for me, I just explain to them, like, what I do, tell them my story, what's worked for me, what doesn't, and that I just had to give up on my own thinking because my own thinking is what kept me over 650 pounds for years and years and years. So these traditions are so important for us to keep us united in, 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 in strength because we, we all need each other. If there's a weak cog in the chain, the whole thing will fall apart. So with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Matt M. Okay, is there anyone else that would like to comment on what was read? Two Chris Durr, yeah. Melissa C. Chris. I heard Melissa C. And I heard a couple before Melissa C. Yes. Sarah W. Sarah W. Speak up. Chrissy M. Okay, Chrissy M. Another one. Another person. Okay, I guess three is the magic number. Okay, Melissa C. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, you know, um, if you would have told me that I was going to have to um, live by some principles in order to uh, get control of this, this, what I thought was the weight problem, um, you know, that sounded absurd to me. And, um, and I'm just realizing this morning how... Um, Every other thing I have tried other than OA um, was the exact opposite of, of those principles, you know, of the tradition. That um, every, every other thing I did, there was no anonymity. You know, there were endorsements, whether it was Weight Watchers or any program or plan that I tried, there was somebody famous or some face attached to it, some name, some commercial profit, you know, surrounding it. And that, to me, always seemed like that was going to be the miracle, you know, because at that time um, I didn't realize that integrity and, and principles was what I was going to need, um, you know, to, to battle this, to, to make this right. And, you know, I just think it's so it's so powerful and interesting that, First, you know, we um, we surrender. You know, first I, I fully surrender that um, 
I am a mess. My life was a mess, and it was greater. My problem was greater than just food and nutrition and exercise, that, that there was something much larger here, and that my ego needed to be leveled. I needed to be um, right-sized in my head, in my thinking, in my fellows. And so, you know, our only real requirement for membership is how useful am I going to be for other people? You know, how how now at this point that I'm in a recovered state, um, you know, I'm so lucky that I'm getting to wear a body that's smaller. It's not perfect yet. It might never be. But the reason that um, I can be in a smaller body is not so that I can have a great big ego and I can do endorsements and somehow be on the cover of some magazine and make money off of this, but so that I can be of use. And, um, and these principles and traditions just kind of keep that grounded. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you, Melissa C., and everybody's right on time. Three minutes. Sarah W., you're up. Please go ahead. Good morning, Janice. Thank you so much for your service today. Good morning, everyone. Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive of reader. Um, I was thinking to myself, um, you know, the little um, saying that um, uh, the steps prevent me from killing myself and the traditions prevent me from killing other people. And um, although it sounds kind of funny, um, you know, the thought that I have is that, um, you know, we come in for the weight loss, but what we find out is that we have a living problem, uh, not only an eating problem, and that, that the food was but a symptom, that we have an allergy of the body and obsession of the mind, but uh, we also have a huge uh, self-esteem problem. Most of us feel like we've never been enough. And hence, you know, this uh, the thought that came into my mind is that we don't know how to have relationships. We don't know how to get along in life. We don't know how to, to be part of a group. You know, we either have to be at the bottom of the barrel where nobody sees us, where we're totally invisible, or else we want to be you know, like uh, seen as the uh, the leader or the, you know, the leader of the pack and, or, you know, the, the center of attention. And I was thinking about the idea that um, for some reason I've highlighted this whole area, but I've, I've underlined leaders might serve but never govern. And, you know, the greatest... Um, position that we can have in life is to serve, and that's what we learn in the program. And I guess, you know, my thought comes in that no matter how long a person's been around, and I've met a lot of different people in recovery uh, that have been in different stages of recovery, but we all, you know, really come in at the same place, and that's, you know, eye to eye, and that, you know, we had a person at my meeting last night that had just gone out and used. And um, one one gentleman said, you know, you're the most important person here uh, because that person reminds us of where we've been. And I guess the thought I have is that no matter what position we have, it's like the person that's, um, that we're all here to serve each other and that... Um, and, and the whole idea of the anonymity and the humility that really embodies the, the 
traditions is so so very vital to maintain the traditions and that um you know even in our meeting um here that tr- the traditions need to be upheld and without them it really starts to fall apart you know if somebody feels like they're going to constantly do service or if somebody feels that you know uh, they have the right to make a decision without the group conscience. And I'm so grateful for that. And also the humility of that, you know, that, that we, we always remain open to God's wisdom, you know, the, the group conscience. And anyway, thank you so much, and I'll pass. Well, thank you, Sarah W. Chrissy M., it's your turn. Thank you. Hi, this is Chrissy. I'm a covered compulsory eater and anorexic from New Jersey. I, when when this is being read this morning, it it just I had a flashback of when I first came into the program, and I I was just um, I, it was just a, a mystery to me how there was no one in charge and and how it stayed together and how this this whole thing functioned. And you know, for me. I was 22 years old. Coming in, I was grew up in an alcoholic family. I didn't. I had a tremendous amount of trust issues, and, and I didn't. I had fear of authority, and I think a lot of us. And and these these people who wrote these steps, I I they were my kind of people. You know, they they were people who had the same kind of baggage and their sending the Problem solved. That personal relationship is the cause of all, all our problems, even our alcoholism. So, you know, in, in order to come in and not not have to feel like I have to uh, get to know the person in charge in order for me to be able to like stick around or or to perform well in some kind of a role in this organization, in order to be belong, all I needed to do was have a desire to stop doing what, whatever I was doing that was blocking me from God. In that case, it was drinking, and, and, and then later on in this program, it's compulsively overeating. So I love the fact that it's so gentle and so accepting, and I don't know that I would have been able to stay when I was very, very sick in the beginning if it wasn't that way. So I'm very, very grateful for these traditions. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Chrissy M. Is there anyone else that would like to comment on these two paragraphs? This is Bella. Can I say? Okay, Bella. Anyone Reba else? P. Reva P. Anyone else? Mary B. Wait a minute. I got Reva P. And who? Who else? Mary B. Who's Mary? Is it Mary T? B. B is a boy. Got it. Mary B. And someone else, I heard. Yes, it's Vasa. Oh, I don't know if you heard me. No, I didn't. Thank you, Vasa. Okay. Okay. We've got Bella. Bella G, I believe. Is it Bella G? Yes. Go ahead, Bella. You're up. Thank, thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become so widely accepted. 
wow, this is the beauty of the program. This is the balance of the program. It's not only that there is no rules, it's also all the principles got accepted. And, you know, even though it's the program of the 12 steps, it's a we program, and we are all together, still we are all individuals. And we have our, <clears throat> sorry, we have our own person, uh, personality and attitude. And this is the program that we share our experience, strength, and hope. And yes, the, those principles, those traditional, it's nothing about comparing ourselves to others. It's not nothing to be jealous because in other diet programs that I did, it was the competition. Oh, you lost five pounds in a week and I lost only one pound. So it means that you are better than me. It means that again, I, I, I lost. Again, I am a failure. It's nothing to be jealous. In this program, we don't compare. We don't compare how you are doing with the diet, how you are doing with the losing. It's nothing to to about power it's all about acceptance we are not talking about losing or gaining it's to share our life because now that i came into the program i realized i don't have only a problem of compulsive overeater i have other program other problems too it it's nothing oh it means that you are better than me or I am better than others. It means that we are all here together. We are here human and we have our own character defects. And the program is all about acceptance because we are not looking anymore about the power. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. And thank you, Bella G. Reva P. It's your turn. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I, too, uh, never paid attention to the traditions because my um, thought when I first came into program was, I want to get this food under control. I want to finish my six-month program, graduate, and get out of here. Um, And to be honest, even today, I have to admit, I don't pay as much attention to the principles as I do to the steps. because it's all about me. Um, So that's uh, humility for me. But for me, what I'm reflecting on today is the concept of unity. And what does that mean to me? To me, unity means there are 12 steps. And there are only 12 steps. And there is a specific uh, set of instructions um, that makes a 12-step program. And what I'm observing, at least in Toronto, is this adolescent period where there's all these different factions of offshoots of OA. um, And it's just like me. You know, I want to do it my way. I don't like this. I want to do it that way. I'm going to make my own group and do it this way. And um, it says in the previous paragraph that either we hang together or we die. So I'm now seeing it's not just about working the steps, um, and working on my recovery because if there are no meetings, if there are no other people who can reinforce um, the 12 steps back 
to me and, you know, we work together, then I have nothing. And we have meetings here that are like dying where there used to be 50 people and now there's maybe three. Um, so, you know, we're unity is like it's just the 12 steps and stick to what we know works. It's that program of depth and weight that has repeatedly proven to get positive results. Um, and it's almost like a research. You know, if you want to get the same results, you got to do the same thing. And if we keep changing the ingredients, then we change the outcomes as well. Um, and it re- reinforces here, we, that's the only way we can survive. And if OA doesn't survive as a whole, then that's not going to help me either. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm realizing how important this is because um, I don't see a lot of unity right now. And um, this is the greatest asset that our society has. So I think it's um, important to get back to basics and uh, just remember who we are, why we're here, and what the principles and guidelines are. With that, I pass. And thank you, Reva P. Mary B., it's your turn. Good morning, very early morning. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered today in Central California. Good morning, Janice, and thank you so much for your service and everyone who shared this morning. Um, I was brought up in program. I grew up in program. And I was taught that when you share, you can always, you'll never go wrong if you share to the newcomer. So I'm thinking about the newcomer this morning and and the people um, on the the line who we don't hear from. And um, there's been some discussion about, um, you know, the newcomer and the traditions. And I know when I walked into my first meeting, I walked in with my hand up, give me the diet, give me the diet. I was so frightened of my own behavior with food. And... You know, I have to go back a long way. It's almost 53 years to my first meeting. And I can picture the room, and I remember the two women who were speaking at that meeting. One lost over 100 pounds. The other lost 80 pounds. That might have been enough to bring me back to a second meeting. But I remember one line, one line from that meeting from one of those speakers that I think about today. I remember it today. It may be the only thing that I remember that was said at that meeting that I smile today when I think about it. And that was the lady who lost 80 pounds. And she said the following, when I lost 80 pounds, I discovered that boobs was plural. I have never forgotten that. We all laughed. Uh, And there was such joy in the room. I wanted to be there. I loved it. I loved what I found in that room. And so I think the point that I'm making is that I I used to worry a lot about what topic we were on when there was a newcomer in the room. And if we were on the traditions, oh, my gosh, you know, we really should be talking about the, the steps and the recovery. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I don't worry anymore. When that newcomer walks in the room, they're looking for hope. And they find it. They'll find it if they really want it. 
in the recovery that we see and feel in that room. And uh, that's it. Because they come in with a higher power. I did. I didn't know it. But we walk in the room with a higher power. Thanks. With that, I thank you for letting me share. Okay. Thank you, Mary B. Vasa O, it's your turn. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Janice, for your service. And I'm Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from Massachusetts. And uh, I was mostly interested in the 12 steps also when I came at the beginning. I just wanted to, you know, learn more about the food addiction, the allergy, the mental obsession, and uh, the traditions don't come till later. But, you know, uh, now, you know, again, over the years, I started reading the traditions because I kept on hearing people, you know, how traditions... I wish I we had uh, the traditions as growing up in my family, but you know I tried to practice to practice uh, the principles in my own family since I've been in recovery. And to me, the twelve steps and traditions are the unity. Anyways, I go to a meeting every Saturday morning. We do one step one week, and then we do the tradition another week. Um. Um. But anyways, I thought uh, that for me at the beginning was uh, the food first and how God just kept on bringing me as I was going with my own recovery, different places, you know, and not to expect, not to be disappointed that, okay, now this week we are working on this. I wish we were working on something different. I just accept where we are. But I loved hearing when I came to the program this is a free program, and nobody was pressuring me. Nobody was forcing me to do to do anything I didn't want to do, and that gave me even more freedom to come and listen, to be open-minded. And um, I'm just so grateful that I stuck, you know. And it's working. Whatever we are doing, it's working. But I love combining the tra- the traditions with the twelve steps. Thank you for letting me share in our pass. Well, thank you, Vasa. Oh, Penny C., did we hear you? Penny C., are you there? Thank you, Janice. I tried. I didn't realize. For, uh, I guess I'm coming down with the cold. So can you understand me all right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, when I hear about the traditions, my mind always goes back to in the early 1990s, Great concern was, you know, being shown about all the splinter groups that were emerging in OA in in my area. And so in Burlington, Massachusetts, there was quite a large gathering, and the trustee for Region 6, a man named Bob F., came to address that subject. And I'll always remember the one sentence that stood out to me, and that was, that as OA members, we all are called upon to be protectors of the traditions, protectors of the traditions. And he made the statement that when a group splits off from the mother group, it's usually because of some dissension. And we'll avoid dissension if we 
know and practice those 12 steps, of 12 traditions rather. And so I had great interest in finding out where did these traditions come from. And and at the time it was difficult. There was no Integru- I mean, uh, internet to to um, to try to look up things so easily, but I did real find out that Bill W. in in a an article in in the AA Monthly Magazine, The Grapevine, way back in 1946, AA realized that that problems were arising because of finance or control of groups. And he wrote an article called uh, How We Can Assure, that the 12 points to assure our future. That was it, the 12 points, he called them. And it was in 1960 at the first international convention that these were delivered to the whole group and voted on to be you know, put into all of our literature um, all AA literature, mostly all OA literature, contains the steps and the traditions. And I, I just want to emphasize once again that I remember that man so distinctly, and, and, and I try to practice what he said, that each of us, in order to assure the, the unity and the continuance of our, of our fellowship, we must, each one of us, be a protector of the traditions. And I in, in just a, a little one footnote, I've been in in, you know, two twelve step programs for a considerable length of time and I've seen firsthand that when the traditions are not followed, the group falls apart. I can I you know, I could point to several instances. So I think that's the message I just want to deliver. Let's all Every one of us be a protector of our traditions and without our past. Thank you. Yes, and thank you, Penny C. Is there anyone else that would like to comment on these two paragraphs? Okay, if there's um, no one else, I suppose that we could uh, start that next paragraph. How about that? Um, Iris G., please go ahead. Iris G., would you start that last paragraph for us? You've got 10 minutes. Start one to one mute. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, this is Iris G., the overeater from New York. While the internal difficulties of our adolescence period were being ironed out, public acceptance of AA grew by leaps and bounds. For this, there were two principal reasons, the large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes. These made their impressions everywhere. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. Other thousands came to a few AA meetings and at first decided they didn't want the program, but great numbers of these, about two out of three, began to return as time passed. Okay, so the part that really jumped out at me was um, that the two reasons that AA grew by leaps and bounds was because of the large number of recoveries and reunited homes. And I, um, 
I remember that, you know, I've heard some of the, uh, you know, like Leia would say that, uh, you know, we're a show and tell and that, um, you know, we have to carry this message and that we have to, as recovered, uh, as recovered compulsive over years, that it is really our mission that when we see others at meetings, um, you know, I know when I was at a meeting and somebody came up to me and I was struggling, she said, you know, try this number, try this meeting. And it was a vision. And that was how I got started on the vision. And, you know, it is really our responsibility as recovered overeaters to, you know, go to the meetings that are struggling and carry the message. And since we are a program of attraction, you know, I, I see that this conference, you know, I'm sure that there will be a lot of, uh, you know, members there that are still struggling and in the food. And, you know, because we're a program of attraction, that is our opportunity to, you know, bring this to life to them. And, you know, the part here that it says 50% got sober. And um, I know, I think Kim Chu would say that, you know, if we really follow this big book, that really it can be 100% you know, of people can recover. And that is what is missing at a lot of these meetings. So, you know, I really see it as, you know, this is a miracle that, you know, everybody who really follows this and follows the steps can recover without a test. Oh, thank you, Iris G. Okay, we're going to open up. Who would like to share on this this paragraph? Sue? Is that a Sue? Yes. Sue R, is it? Sue G. Sue G. Anyone else? Nessa R, Leia. And Nessa and Leia. Let's go with those three. The number for now. Okay, Sue G, please go ahead. Hi, this is Sue G from Michigan Eastern. Um, I've been in program since 1991, and my first two years I took off the weight, but it was all a list of food I could eat, and as long as I stayed with that food, that was fine. Um, what happened later is that I started going to other face-to-face meetings, and there wasn't recovery. And I noticed that the overturn of members was great. And um, I had a hard time staying in recovery because there were, it was hard to get a sponsor that had recovery. Um, in fact, back then, I don't even think all we talked about was whether we had absence or not. And it was the basic definition of absence of what didn't even go into food behaviors or or a lifestyle or um, moving toward anything. And it just, it really, meetings fell apart. And I have one, excuse me, have one meeting with one recovered person in it and others that are struggling and she can't sponsor everybody. And... Um, Right now, I'm. Uh, I was. It was. I had a sponsor, and she said she couldn't take me any further, and recommend I come to Vision for You. And I've contacted one person, haven't had a response about you know, getting a sponsor. The outreach calls are saving my, <laughs> saving me because it's like having a, two two sponsors every day. Um, but you know, without the recovery, in the meetings, they dwindle. They the influx outflux just. It's terrible. And so I've experienced this. Um, appreciate the fact that we're getting into the tradition. Thank you. Pass. Well, thank you, Sue. Um, okay, we if we could just do a couple of minutes apiece for Nessa and then Leah. Please. 
Nessa. Hi, good morning. Uh, my name is Nessa R., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto. And I wanted to talk about the internal difficulties of our adolescent period being ironed out because uh, we started a meeting about a month ago here in Toronto, um, a big book study, um, you know, much like this one, which is, um, I would think, uh, pretty unique here here in Toronto. Um, the strong meetings in Toronto are, are defined by um, the number of attendees and also the length of abstinence of, of I guess, some of them, uh, not necessarily by recovery. And, you know, I, I find that it's possible to be abstinent and not be recovered. Um, and um, I, you know, we're in the process of ironing out the kinks and the format and the practices. You know, people bring... Uh, practices and expectations and, I guess, to some extent, traditions from the previous meetings that they have attended. And, of course, you know, we want to make sure that we distill the the message of the meeting to that of, you know, you can recover if you practice abstinence and the 12 steps. And uh, I'm so grateful for the pioneers who... I had a much, much, much more difficult job ironing out the kinks of the whole organization that would shape not only AA but countless others' um, anonymous programs. I mean, all we're doing here is just ironing out um, the issues with, uh, with one single meeting. But, you know, the hope here is that, you know, public acceptance of this, this format and the refocus on the um, steps as being the key issue or the key factor in recovery um, will help us succeed. And, of course, only time will tell, but that definitely is is the aim um, that we're shooting for. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Nessa. Okay, Leah M., we can wrap it up, please. Thanks so much, Janice. Uh, AA grew by leaps and bounds for this. There were two principal reasons, the large numbers of recoveries and reunited homes. Yes, you know, we've been talking about the traditions, and the traditions certainly save us from ourselves, and they were ironed out by recovered people. And, of course, one of those traditions is Tradition 5, you know, where we all have a primary purpose, and that primary purpose in our meetings, including this one, is to carry the message to the compulsive overeater. So our chief responsibility to the newcomer is an adequate presentation of the program of recovery and the results of the program of recovery. I mean, if there are newcomers on the line, they we owe it to them. We owe it to them to tell them that they no longer have to live in the suffering and misery of the disease of compulsive overeating. We owe it to them to tell them that, yes, we can be recovered, that, yes, the obsession of the mind can be driven out. You know, the traditions um, are a beautiful uh, thing um, born out of recovery, and certainly we all know that it's a power greater than ourselves which has lifted each and every one of us out of the quicksand and set us safe on shore of recovery, and that that is possible for the newcomer. You know, I came here because I did not want to die, also because I did not want to live in the way I once lived, because I lived in a way which was absent of quality of life. And I'm assuming if you're a newcomer and you're on the line that perhaps you're in that dark place as well. 
So why did AA group by, grow by leaps and bounds? Because there were results. And yes, recovered people are like a big show-and-tell operation. We are here to say that some uh, greater power than ourselves have lifted us out of that quicksand and restored us to sanity. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Leah M., and thank you, and thank you to everyone who has shared we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Chrissy M. please read a vision for you? Our book is sure. meant to be suggestive only. Go ahead, Dish. Yeah. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. You realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Be freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.